If you know me at all, or even if you only know me from this podcast, you probably have a pretty good sense of which season is my favorite. And don't get me wrong, I love the newness of spring, and I love the crispy smell of fall, but summer will always be my absolute favorite. Winter never stood a chance. I'm born in the summer. I'm a Leo, the quintessential sun and fire sign. I grew up in a small town located directly on a bay, and people would flock there in the summer to go camping and cottaging, and I think just to get a sample taste of that sweet small town life, and I think my love for summer started right then and there, in the very earliest of days. I'm Jenny B, and this is It Actually. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat, cause this is it. The opening scene of High School Musical 3, oh my god, I think I've talked about that movie twice now in my podcast, but whatever, if it's good, it's good. Anyway, the opening scene of that movie has Troy Bolton and the gang sitting in their classroom on the last day of school staring at the clock, while their drama teacher blathers on about life lessons and the things they accomplished, and they're staring at the clock and it's torturing them with its ticking countdown all the way to the final minute, and as soon as the bell rings, they jump up from their desks and start into their musical number all about summer. As a kid, summer is pure freedom. You're released from the shackles of your school desk, the confines of rules and getting into trouble for running in the halls and having to be on any kind of schedule. You can wear whatever you want, be in your swimsuit all day, and ride your bike with bare feet if that's your kind of thing. My girlfriend used to say, a dirty kid is a happy kid. There's that sweet spot when you're old enough to bike to the neighborhood pool on the beach, but not old enough to have a job yet. I have one of those in my house right now, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't get any better than that period of time. My tween comes home every day declaring it the best day ever. Being the youngest of five and having siblings who were a bit older than me meant them being gone for most of the year to be at school or living away. But what was so cool about them and our small town, and possibly our home situation, was they always came home for summer. It's just a thing you did. My two siblings worked at a local restaurant, which was run by the coolest and most eccentric people, and my other brothers worked in construction and at the town's theater, home for summer productions and starring in local plays. Our house always filled back up as we got closer to those sweet summer months. So just think about that. For me, as a little kid and then a tween, all my siblings move away to be out living in the world and, from my perspective, becoming worldly and having the time of their lives. And I know now they're coming home in May or June, and it was just really special. We lived at the beach. My girlfriends and I would bike down to the water. It was a pretty good jaunt from our house on top of the hill, so we'd get good and sweaty before we arrived. There was a long and winding road through a small forest lined with trilliums that led you down to the beach. You'd pass by all of the RVs and campers at the campground, and once you turned that final corner, you were smack in the middle of everything you needed for a full afternoon of fun. Our beach had a long stretch of sand that had enough space for everyone, 468 meters to be exact, two pavilions with picnic tables and a playground, a mini golf course, and wooded hiking paths, clear, clean water that was mostly warm enough by early July, and a snack bar that had all the summer fixins and cute boys from other towns as far as the eye could see. 
My dad owned a general store, which meant we weren't really allowed to be out anywhere else spending money on candy or other such frivolous things, but come on. The beach snack bar had slushies and licorice and ice cream cones and cotton candy and nachos with that really awful cheese sauce. It was summertime perfection. There are two giant rocks that jut out of the water to the left of the beach. Over the years, the water has gone up and then gone back down again, and you can kind of get a sense of where it's at by how much of the rocks are showing above the waterline. The local legend was that two sisters were swimming in the bay, and they swam too far from shore, and they both drowned. Not long after, these two rocks mysteriously appeared right where the girls had gone under. As long as I've been alive, and certainly for a lot longer than that, those two rocks have been called the sisters. Summer in a small town meant that our population would double from the end of May until September. People visiting family or just coming to camp or cottage in a different place. It was the best. I remember walking through town one day and a truck full of -of out-of-town boys drove by and they whistled at me. And I know we're not really doing that anymore, but if I can just be super honest for a second, it was really exciting. I wasn't getting a lot of attention from boys that I knew because we all grew up together and we were just used to each other. Like no one was whistling at me driving down Main Street. It was more, oh, there's Besworth, and they'd holler at me or keep on driving. So yeah, maybe not the most PC thing in the world, but to a 15-year-old girl, this was kind of huge. The other people that took over our town in summer were the army boys and girls. Our town has a military training base, and it wasn't unusual to see tanks and trucks driving through town on any given day. They'd all flock to the harbor and to the beach when their day was done, and I can't help but think that it probably wasn't the worst place to spend a summer. Summer parties were the best. Still are, actually. Although it was August 2019 the last time I was at one, so I'm pretty sure I'm way out of practice. But having a summer birthday as a kid was great. Everyone was around and available. We lived in a town that people would get away to, so no one really went anywhere. The party would always be in the backyard, usually a sprinkler running on high all day long, soggy, wrinkly feet speckled with fresh-cut blades of grass, and everyone pulling bathing suit wedges out of their bums all afternoon. We'd eat freezy after freezy until our tongues were numb, and, well, it just felt like it would never get any better than that. When I got older, we started going to what we called bush parties, which is basically what they sound like, parties in the bush. God, I think about my poor mom and how she probably never slept, but we were in our own world, just looking for things to do. And hey, if someone finds a big spot of land or someone's allowed to use the back part of their farm for us to hang around at, well, then we were doing it. Bad things definitely happen, but I was almost always the designated driver because I had the car. We mostly stayed out of trouble. It was more about being on the scene and being able to gossip about every little thing the next day. I probably should have paid more attention to the wide open spaces that surrounded us. Like we were literally under the stars and the bright light of the moon, not a care in the world, and I'm not sure I ever really noticed. Although I do remember driving up to the top of the mountain one time. I don't know who I was with, but they told me about this spot that was perfect for looking down on one of the neighboring towns, and it kind of felt like we'd gone to a whole other place. We pulled over right at the curve of the road, and you can see all of the city's lights, but it was so far below, and we were so far above, that the sky was black and the stars were absolutely glimmering. I do remember that. That feels like summer. A couple of years ago, I took my daughters to a summer resort just a few hours away. 
I'd never heard of it before, but when I was doing research, it came up as Ontario's only all-inclusive. For a single mom who doesn't like to cook, I perked right up. Okay, Fern Resort, I'm listening. It turned out to be the cutest. As soon as we turned the corner to drive down the long lane, which was under a giant canopy of trees, by the way, I knew I'd pick the right place. You know what it reminded me of? Kellerman's from Dirty Dancing. It's situated on a small, perfect lake, and the girls had total freedom to run around and do whatever activities they wanted to try while I lay by the pool. I mean, it wasn't totally uninterrupted time because, hello, I'm a mom, but there was something for everybody. I even tried a Zumba class for the first time in my life. Go ahead, imagine that pretty picture. (laughs) The thing is, there was just a real glow shining on that whole experience, and to me, that's also summer. Blue skies, a bit of breeze, exploring new places, sand, surf, sun, toes in the water, an afternoon hammock siesta, that perfect magic hour light, longer days, moonlit nights, sand and pebbles in every single crevice, and of course, ice cream. All the ice cream. When I think of this summer, I always think about this place in Nova Scotia, which is where I'm from. I was born and raised in um, a place called Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia. I spent a lot of time at a place called Buller's Point. And Buller's Point was this house that was owned and still owned by my grandmother. It was like right on the Atlantic Ocean. The Atlantic was like eight feet away from her back door. And so as kids, we would spend a lot of time down there. We were always invited down there for the weekend or maybe just weeks on end sometimes. We would just spend a lot of summertime down at this house. And this house was just filled with, with family a lot of the time. And it would always have like big get-togethers with my grandmother. And so when I think of that place, I always think of this, of like these big parties that she would always have filled with family and filled with friends. They would always have like these big dinners and these kind of like these musical parties where they would put like this really East Coast music on. And she would pass these spoons around and she would just make people play the spoons. We'd all just play the spoon. It was very East Coast and a lot of family and friends and a lot of smiling faces and just pure positive energy and just incredible family get togethers. When I think of my childhood, I think of that place. Just a lot of, you know, swimming and being a kid and it was such an East Coast place where we would even like during low tide we go down to the shore. There's this thing called periwinkles. And periwinkles are basically like these snails, pretty small. They would attach themselves to the rocks. We would go down there as kids and kind of scrape them off the rocks into a bucket. And my grandmother would boil them in a pot for us kids. And we'd boil them, you'd take them off the stove, put it into a, a bowl, and then you would take like a sewing pin and you would take the, the snail out of the shell with the, with the pin and you would dip it in butter. This probably sounds gross to a lot of people, uh, but it was delicious. It was so good. And that was kind of just like free eating. You know what I mean? You would like kind of like eat from the ocean, you know? It's, the one, it's one of those one places in the world where whenever I go back down, I feel like I'm 12. And I feel like that's such a rare thing, just like a really special thing. When we're all growing up, I feel like we all have like these special times and moments that kind of happen in the summer. And for me, that was definitely a special, special place. And uh, I look forward to having more summer times at, at Boomer's Point. It'll always be that special place for me. Growing up, I spent whole summers at our cottage in Muskoka. 
My family is Canadian, but I grew up in Chicago. And every summer, my mom would load us in the car, drive for eight to 10 hours, depending on the pee breaks, and we would live up there for the entire summer with no friends, no internet, just me, my family, and the woods, and the mosquitoes. At the time, it felt really boring, but looking back on it now, it's almost like an Enid Blyton novel. We ran around the woods making up adventures. I swam so much, I actually gave myself permanent swimmer's ear, and to this day, I still get an earache if I go underwater for longer than a few seconds. I tried to tame a chipmunk. I did get it to eat out of my hand once, so I guess that counts, sort of? I was once convinced that a rock along a hiking trail was hollow, so naturally that meant there was buried treasure. So I like took a shovel and started just whacking it, and I spent like 45 minutes just kind of going to town on this thing, and didn't get very far. I don't think it was hollow. Certainly didn't find any treasure, but I did basically vandalize nature, so that's something I have to deal with that I did that. I kept in touch with friends from back home by writing these long Victorian-esque letters about the trials and tribulations of my life in the woods. No idea what I said. I cannot remember. I filled volumes, pages, like I would take pride in how long these letters would be. I would pay to see some of these again or possibly pay to have them destroyed. But those summers were the kind of thing we hated to do but loved having done. I do look fondly back on them, but now that I'm old, we don't go to the cottage very much anymore. Instead, I stay in Toronto, where I now live, and I actively hate the summer. It's true. I hate it. I make small talk with people about like, oh yeah, I can't wait till it's like warm, but I'm lying. I'm not a hot person. Summer for me, as an adult, is about frizzy hair and armpit sweat stains and the struggle to find a stylish, breathable t-shirt that you can also wear with a supportive bra. I don't look in summer clothes, I'm a naturally heavy sweater, I burn after five minutes, I can't walk far in flip-flops, I don't understand who wants this. Comparatively, give me crisp autumn air, you know, with the leaves turning, and let me carry a hot drink while I just toss my scarf around the shoulders of the lightweight knit sweater that I've paired with my cute little boots. It's better. I'm sorry. It's simply better. End of rant. I am sitting here trying to think of my favorite summer memory. I think as I look back, I would say probably any of the summers I got to spend with my daughter, Dorothy. Being a long distance dad, I guess, wasn't easy. So there was a couple summer trips that we took, loaded up an RV, drove from Toronto to the East Coast, to PEI, little pop-up trailer, playing silly, silly song games association games, like looking for weird things, seeing animals, just being together, traveling for hours and hours and there's nowhere else for, for anybody to go. I think at the time it wasn't, you know, like Dorothy was not, she didn't have a phone, so she wasn't on social media, so she couldn't uh, escape into that world. So it was all the world around us and the world within us. Yeah, the last time I seen her was in, in the summertime. Yeah, summer is just amazing because for me, summer really means family. When I was growing up in Canada's most southern town, summertime always meant sleepovers at my grandparents. I would count down the days so excited to pile in with my cousin into the handmade treehouse that my grandfather had built in his back garden. 
not only excited because we were sleeping outside and not only because we were allowed to eat any snacks that we desired, but also because it was what we believed a magical place. Ever since my grandmother had retired, she'd chipped away on her backyard garden, eventually accomplishing her goal of totally eliminating any grass. It was just this big, sprawling space of exploding florals with stone paths and a big fish pond in the center. During the summer, fireflies shone especially bright in her garden, blinking their way through the flowers. When you imagine the kind of place where magic might exist, Grandma's garden was a pretty convincing setting. Of course, my grandparents caught on to our hunt for magic, and they did what they could to build on the tail. One summer night, when we must have been five or six, we noticed the tiny blinking lights of what we now know are fireflies, but at that point, Grandma told us that they were fairies, flying home from a long day out. After that conversation, we started to notice little tiny intricate houses placed strategically throughout her garden. Fairy houses, she called them. We would awake to find the remnants of a tiny barbecue party scattered in front of a house one day, or gardening equipment with seeds planted into the ground the next. We were never able to actually see the fairies, and I kind of think we liked it that way. I'm older now, and my grandparents have passed on, but this summertime magic, it still lives on. My mom now has a fairy garden village, and it's still a favorite activity to tell the little ones in our lives to keep their eyes peeled for those fairies, blinking their way home in the heat of the summer nights. This is a tip, actually. I did a manifestation course recently, and the woman who led it was talking about surrounding ourselves with the things we love, the things that make us happy, like, all the time. So she said that she loves being in nature and she loves the color green and she's filled her house with plants and outdoorsy things so that even in the dead of winter, she's surrounded by lushness and mother nature. It made me think about bringing summer to my space all year round. So now I'm on the hunt for a decorative surfboard and maybe some more beachy stuff because I could really use the boost in January, let me tell you. Remember that episode of Friends where they go to the beach and the place they rent had a flood and then dried up so the whole floor is covered in sand? I mean, I may not go that far, but I think I'll put it on the vision board. Thank you to my friends James, Jocelyn, Stephanie, and Nick for their summer stories. If you have an idea for an episode or you want to tell me your story, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a DM or send me an email to thisisitactually at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at This Is It Actually and Twitter at This Is It Actual. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful summer. Now go say something nice to someone. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat. Cause this is it.